93.3 and AM 560. It's not all kumbaya, but it's straightforward. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. One hour down on this Martin Luther King Day and also the Iowa Caucus Day. We're going to turn our attention towards Missouri for a little bit longer as we're joined now by Alex Riley from the 134th District. But as we do every day, we start with the question of the day. Alex, who's going to win the Iowa caucus? Uh, I think Trump is going to win the Iowa caucus, and it doesn't look like it's going to be all that close. I think the more interesting question is who comes in second. Does DeSantis come in second, or is he going to come in third? And if so... Uh, it's pretty tough to see any path for him to or justification to continue going forward. So for me, that's the big question is who comes in second. Is it Haley? Is it DeSantis? And if not DeSantis, does DeSantis suspend the campaign sooner rather than later? I mean, if you're Ron, if you don't get second here after the investment, the endorsement from the governor, like I just can't imagine he continues. He's already said he's going to bypass New Hampshire, go to South Carolina, but Haley's taking it all on New Hampshire, and she's a South Carolina politician. If she gets second in Iowa, it's a two-person race at that point. Yeah, that that's right, because then she's going into New Hampshire with some pretty decent momentum, and it looks like she has some already. So that makes that New Hampshire race pretty interesting if it's really just a two-person race with uh, Nikki and Mr. Trump. Does does uh, Do you think there's any surprises tonight? You know, Does the weather spike somebody's vote, cost somebody else a vote, or do you think... The, the Des Moines Register numbers of Trump in the high 40s, uh, Nikki and Ron somewhere around 20, and, and Vivek in the, like 5 to 7%. Do you think that sticks? I, I'm, my gut says that's going to be pretty close. I, I suspect Trump will hit over 50. I think his base is probably more motivated than anybody else's base. Um, so to the extent weather gets to be a problem, I think it probably hurts. Nikki hurts DeSantis and, and is a, an advantage for Trump with just the enthusiasm of the Trump supporters in Iowa. Very good. All right. Uh, let's, let's, let's focus on the Missouri legislature. Obviously, short week this week. Session is not in on uh, today, Martin Luther King Day. Tell us what gets done on this short week of session. Lots of committee hearings. So that's the big thing going on in the House right now is um, – really a full slate of committee hearings starting tomorrow. So we've got a few big things on the docket. There's some school choice bills that are moving through the House right now. Um, Charter expansion. There are a number of charter school expansion bills that are going to have a hearing with a new uh, school choice, special committee on school choice that was just formed. Um, So those are moving through the process, which is interesting. Uh, the open enrollment bill that we've discussed before uh, is is scheduled to get voted out of committee this week. And then um, we have also in the Emerging Issues Committee, which is similar to some extent to my General Laws Committee uh, that's chaired by my good friend Bill Hardwick out of Pulaski County, the Fort Leonard Wood area. They have a full slate of 
bills dealing with uh, transgender issues for Wednesday. So that's going to be a uh, a contentious hearing, to to say the least, as our listeners may recall, when those bills came through my committee last year, uh, it was over nine and a half hours. And oh, I, it may God. not last that long uh, with this one, because the, what those bills primarily do is they're, they modify a little bit the ones um, that we passed into law last year. So the, 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 the big ones mostly are trying to remove the five-year sunset, which as our uh, listeners may recall, was put on over on the Senate side as basically a, a compromise to end the uh, Democrat filibuster to pass those bills through the Senate. So to pass them through the Senate, they put a five-year sunset where the, the, the laws would sunset after five years and would need to be renewed. So there are a number of House bills that have been filed to uh, remove that five-year sunset so the, the bills are or the law is... Um, it, it has no end. So, uh, aside from modifying it, what other, what other transgender bills are, do they have in that committee? Cause that's one thing I hear a lot from listeners is we didn't do enough on this issue. What are the other, what are the other, uh, things they're dealing with? Yeah. So there's a couple that deal with, um, with, with bathroom related issues and especially related in, uh, to that in schools, trying to make sure you don't have boys using girls' bathrooms, basically. Um, we don't have what may surprise people, but we don't really have any laws on the books on that in Missouri right now, even though a lot of other states have already tackled that. So there's a bill dealing with that. Uh, my recollection is there's another one trying to protect um, doctors who have objections to performing those procedures and if they uh, decline to provide those to make sure that they their rights of conscience are protected and there's no way to go after them. Um, so those are the other series of bills that are working their way through in addition to removing the sunsets on the laws that we currently have in place. Alex, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the floor scope. People wonder, like, Oh, the legislation's been up there a few weeks. Why is nothing going on on the floor? What's why? Why is that? Why does it take so long to move legislation through the process? Yeah, so the the committee process is is a somewhat lengthy process, and it, and it's and it's supposed to be. So again, the way that bills ultimately work their way through and and have an opportunity to be debated on the floor is first uh, a representative files a bill. It then goes into the speaker's possession, and the speaker can decide to refer a bill to committee or to not refer a bill. Then if a bill gets referred to committee, it goes into the possession of the committee chair, and the committee chair can decide if he or she wants to hold a hearing on the bill. If they hold a hearing, then there's another opportunity to decide if if you're going to try and vote the bill out of committee, and normally that's a, a week or so after the hearing is held, gives everybody plenty of time to uncover any issues with the bill, make amendments to it if things need to be fixed. And sometimes it takes a few weeks to to work its way through and make sure you've got the bill ready to go and in a good spot to actually vote out of committee uh, to send to the floor. And then there's even another layer of committee. A bill has to go through first after it gets out of that first round of committee. So you've got two levels of committee to get through before a bill can even have a chance to be debated on the floor. And even when things are moving 
rapid pace, that's at least a couple weeks at a minimum and, and usually closer to, to three weeks or a month um, to work its way through that committee process. So it just takes a little while, and we're only two weeks into session. So uh, I, I think actually things are moving quite a bit quicker on the bill referral side and committee hearing side um, compared to couple of my prior years in the in the legislature so the house is moving things pretty quick at this point all right the, the other thing i want to talk about is you know there's been a lot of you know the last few years a lot of complaints and, and concern about oh we've got this giant republican supermajority. we can't do anything with it let's talk about defining success this year what would be a successful year this year is is there is there a set of policy proposals is it generally the tenor of the legislature what would make it a successful year so I think I think a couple things. Certainly, we want to get we want to make sure we we fulfill our constitutional obligation to pass a balanced budget. Get that to the governor's desk. That's obviously job one. Um, two, yes, I I there's certainly a whole bunch of policies that I would like to see make it all the way through. Anything we can get get done on education reform, school choice, giving parents more options is huge. Every year that goes by that we don't pass school choice legislation is, an, is another year that we're putting our state's kids further and further behind. So always want to work on that. Getting some good tax reform done is always key. Um, but beyond getting those types of big policy things done, I think one thing that would be uh, that, that I would consider a success is just getting the legislature back to more regular order. And you hear our, our our folks on the federal level talking about regular order all the time. Um, we need that on the state level too. Uh, the the problem that that we've experienced is just the personality conflicts that we see have become so toxic, um, and and just some of the personalities that we're dealing with have become so toxic that that is overriding a lot of the the policy agenda that we as Republicans have. So really getting back to basics, focusing on let's move good conservative policy forward. Let's focus less on do we like particular senators and representatives and folks in the executive office or not, and, and really just focus on policy. And if we can get back to moving moving policy and debating whether a bill is, is good on its merits versus um, the the character flaws of the person carrying the bill, that would be a huge win in getting us back to where we're able to, to effectively govern the state. Alice wanted to change our attention a little bit because, you know, we've talked about this before, but, but things seem to be short of shaping up. One of the things that you're doing right now is you're running for majority floor leader. Tell our listeners a little bit about what, what that position is and why it's so, so important. Sure. So major, majority floor leader is typically considered the second most powerful position uh, leadership position in the Missouri House of Representatives. That is the person that controls the flow of debate on the floor of the House of Representatives and which bills come to the floor for a vote uh, and when and if they ever come. So that that is all in the hands of the floor leader. In addition to that person has a, an important role in our our House uh, camp, Republican campaign operation has a lot of say in how that process works out and how uh, races are run. So really, it's, it's important for two reasons, both politically and on, on the policy level of what we're actually passing 
through the house. So yeah, it's it's an interesting race to run because it's it's an internal house election. So the only people that can vote are my fellow uh, Republican caucus members. Have uh, so, and and I think that's one of the things we talked about. Has there has there ever been a, a House Majority Leader from Springfield? A hundred years ago, we had a House <laughs> Majority Leader. We, that that was the only one in our state's now over two hundred year history. We had one a hundred years ago. Uh, so I would only be the second in our whole state's history. Tell us uh, the the hundred years ago. I don't was Democrats control the state at the time. Uh, yes, I believe yeah. that is correct. It was a Democrat majority leader. You, you know, that's one thing people forget: short history. But our state, I think, when it was first brought into the union, had some Republicans early on, and then went through very very long history of being Democratic controlled, even though it was a border state. And it wasn't until around. 2000 we took over the house and senate you know we had a few republican governors with with kip bond and john ashcroft uh roy blunt obviously when 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 he first won secretary of state i think he was the first republican to ever win secretary of state going back to reconstruction and so we now as republicans we get a little too comfortable or too used to having the majorities in the state but we haven't had that for that long yeah that's that is 100 percent right over almost all of our 200 years we have been dominated by democrat politicians with the exception of as you mentioned when the uh missouri house flipped first about 20 years ago then the senate flipped and then uh we won matt blunt won the governor's race in 2004 and then uh that was only a a four-year term that republicans have had the governorship and then it was again uh almost a a decade of democrat uh, dominance with governing at the uh, at the state level other than control of the legislature so that that's right we we have not been a republican state for v- very long really it's been about five or six years uh, at most that we've really had um what i would consider republican dominance at the state level and it was only this past election cycle that we took control of all statewide offices up until that there had at least been one if not multiple democrats in statewide office yeah uh, Alex, uh, obviously with the, uh, with the weather this weekend, do you expect, uh, any challenges getting a quorum up in Jefferson City? I, I don't think so. Um, I think that we're going to have enough folks that are able to slip and slide their way in that we should be able to operate and do business this week. Very good. Alex Riley, if people want to follow along with the work that you're doing in the General Assembly, um, or, or maybe get some updates on your race for majority fluid, or I don't know exactly how you would update them since, uh, there's no early polls in this thing, but how do they follow you on social media or keep track with your campaign? Yeah, they can follow me on Facebook at Alex Riley. I'm on Twitter, Alex Riley MO. And then right now, if anyone wants to receive weekly email updates from me, I send a weekly newsletter out every week. They can sign up for that on the Missouri House of Representatives website and also, and uh, do that on my little profile page on the House website. I would also note if anyone wants to watch some of the very exciting committee hearings that we're going to have this week, those are all posted on the house website anyone can watch at any time if they want to very good alex riley joining us thanks so much for the update we always appreciate it thanks for having me talk to you next week that was alex riley from the southwest side of springfield for those of you who don't know alex replaced me in the general assembly uh doing a fantastic job up in jefferson city gives us a regular monday morning kickoff to the missouri legislative week okay We'll be right back. More to talk about in the show. Don't forget 537. We're going to do our snake draft. Life's most consistent disappointment.
United States stands with Israel. It's bombing, bombing, bombing. Now, Iran is the largest state sponsor of terror.